0: The other day I had somebody tell me they walked past the sanctuary and they heard the piano going. And They said, I didn't even have to look. I knew it was Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, we're grateful for you and you using your talents and, and your family. And We know that they've meant a lot to this church and we're grateful for you. Well, today we're going to pick up exactly where we left off from, from what I read earlier this morning. And, and we're picking up from where we've been in Scripture the last few weeks. We're going to be in the, the Gospel of Luke. In chapter 24, Uh, we're going to start in verse 13, which is where we picked up. Um, I'm going to read quite a bit of scripture, so I I invite you to stay seated this morning. Um, But hear the word of the Lord as we continue to hear of what happened on resurrection morning. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. What things, he asked? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and all our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But when he had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel, and what is more, it is the third day since all of this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what he was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening, the day's almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, he gave thanks and broke it and began to give it to them then their eyes were opened hmm. and they recognized him and then he disappeared in their sight and then they asked each other were not our hearts burning within us while we talked with while he talked with us on the road and opened the scripture to us they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem there they found the 11 and those with them assembled together and saying it is true the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of the Lord, and we can say thanks be to God. Who doesn't love a good argument, right? I mean, think about it. All the popular television shows these days are just about drama and arguments, right? Did you see the Kardashians are getting another show? Nobody cares. But they can argue and so people keep watching. You know, and, or, or some of those you know, dating type shows that just get real drama filled and then people get mad and want to fight each other. Those are some of the most popular TV shows. Why? Because we love a good argument. And then you stay in it just to see how the argument turns out. You get wrapped up in all of the drama, and all of a sudden you realize that you're six seasons in, and you just want your side to win. (sighs) Well, our text today brings us into the beginning of an argument, or a dispute, as Jesus calls it. We've already heard this morning that the women have gone to the tomb, and it's empty. Thanks be to God. Then Peter runs to the tomb, and sure enough, he finds it empty. All right, so the women weren't lying. Good job, Peter. Then we pick up here where our two disciples, which we get one of their names, Cleopas, and we don't have the other one, but they're going back and forth. They've heard this news and they're kind of just chewing on it. What do we do with this? And Cleopas says something to Jesus when he asks what they are discussing that's almost kind of rude. Dude, are you the only one in all the area that has not heard about this? Did you not check your email, right? Right? I mean, in our, t- in our world, in our time, word really does travel fast, pretty much instantly. I mean, think about it. All of this stuff going on in Ukraine, that is so far away. But we hear about it in an instant, just as soon as something happens. We can pick up our phone. But I don't want to discredit the fact that back then, word could travel fast too. I mean, think about it. Mary comes running from the tomb. And she runs and she probably ran. She runs to the disciples and she tells them that she probably ran to friends and family and anybody that would listen. She just went running through the town. I feel like maybe she had a Forrest Gump moment where she was running and she was running and she just kept running because Jesus was alive and everybody needed to know about it. Then one person hears and they go and tell somebody else and then they go and tell somebody else and so it's just. It grows exponentially rather quickly. I think Bird word got around pretty quick. At least that's how Cleopas felt. He felt everybody knows this. It's the same day and everyone already knows. But one of the most difficult parts when we receive big news in our lives is we have to ask ourselves, now what? Your candidate lost the election. Now what? Your family members survived that horrific accident now what you did or did not get the job now what the accusations have been dropped now what i would like to think that this is what our friends are discussing on the road okay this is what we're hearing if this is true what do we do about it Hmm. they're trying to accept that the tomb is empty and think through it logically. And there's just there's something about thinking through things out loud, right? You know, call somebody and you say, don't talk, just let me talk. And, and you just you go through the whole thing and then you hang up the phone and, and they didn't say anything. There's, there's something about doing that and, and thinking out loud with one another. So that's, that's what they're doing. And they're probably at the point that they're trying to figure out what does today look like? What does tomorrow look like? And they get to think through it again another time when Jesus asks, What are you talking about? So what do we get? They lay it all out again. Well, this is what happens. Hmm. You can hear in their response that they really were banking on this Jesus dude being the Messiah. And now he's dead. And not only is he dead, his body is missing. Jesus then graciously invites them to think further back into the story of the faithfulness of God through the Old Testament, as we would call it today. And this probably took a while. I mean, think about it. The Scripture says that he went back to the beginning. That that was probably a pretty lengthy conversation of Jesus kind of breaking it down. Hey, this stuff was pointing to that man. But it's not until they recline at the table and Jesus breaks the bread that they are able to see who this really is that they've been waiting for that has been walking with them. Verse 28 tells us that Jesus had every intention of going further. He he was on a mission. He had plans. He was going to do stuff. The the word used in the text that the, the it says that the disciples urged him, or that word can also be translated as begged or persuaded. They really had to tell Jesus, "Stop, come in. Come in, please. Come in. Don't go." It's kind of clear that this really wasn't Jesus' first option. But he listened to their plea, and he came in, and he spent time with them. So what in the world does this mean for us? Yes, Jesus is alive, and this is great news. But had the disciples not urged Jesus to stay with them for the night, they would have not had their eyes opened, because they would have never made it to the table. Church, God is on mission in the world And God is busy about the work that needs to be done in making all things new. Is this sounding familiar? We've been here before, right? This is what God is up to. God keeps moving forward. When we rest, God continues God's work. Nothing is going to hinder God from being about the work of reconciliation in the world. And the good news for us today on Easter Sunday is that not even death is going to stop God from being about God's work in the world. And that's what Easter's about. We always view death as the end, right? It's the end, but God saw it as a means of grace in which all of us could enter into eternal life and reconciliation with God. And that's what it's all about. Death couldn't even stop God. The one thing that we always thought was the end of someone's forever is now the one thing that God took on and he said, Nope, I can use this too. Even death is mine. And that is good news. Even death needed to be made new. Although Jesus was planning on going further on his travels that night, he was still willing to accept a very generous invitation to pause and spend time with others where do you think those disciples learned to be generous from the very person that they just invited into their home although they might they didn't realize it at the time jesus was probably so proud of them saying yes maybe you did get it maybe you did listen while i was here with you because i preach this time and time again if you find a traveler that's on their way. Invite them into your home and let them stay. Jesus was probably so proud Then once inside with them, Jesus reclined at the table and he broke the bread and he blessed it. And they were able to realize who he was. The one that they had, they had just let in is the very one whose body was broken and whose blood was shed on their behalf. It was as if once they realized that God was present with them, Jesus went back to work. This is our invitation today. We come to this table as a place where we cry out that God would be present, that God would allow our eyes to be open as we break the bread and drink the cup together. But our prayer doesn't stop there. We pray that this makes us into the body, the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus. That we, like Jesus, can get back to the mission of God in the world and realize that God is present with us there. We must remember, and I'll say it a hundred more times, that it's not that God's church needed a mission, but God's mission in the world needed a church. And that's who we are to be. A people that realizes that death is not the end. A people that realize that death does not just drastically end all that we thought was going to happen, but that even death is a means of grace for us to experience life in fullness with God. Today, I'm going to invite our ushers to come forward and and distribute communion. As we take communion together, what we're going to do is I'm going to invite them now to come and, and, and distribute the elements. But I invite you to just hold on to your elements as we are going to, uh, we're going to sing a song first before, before we partake in communion, but I want you to go ahead and have, have your elements um, and have them ready. Um, there you go. Thank you guys so much. As we approach this table today, I want to I paint a picture for us. If, if you were here for our Seder meal a, a couple of Monday nights ago, the missionary that was here and led us through that, he said that, that it was custom in the Passover feast, which is what the disciples were celebrating on the night of the Last Supper, it was custom that in that feast no one reclined at the table because they were watchful. They didn't want to relax. They had to keep their eyes open. But our text tells us today that Jesus... Reclined at the table, why do you think Jesus reclined? Because Jesus knew it is finished. He knew i can I can recline because God has completed god 's work in renewing death and even using death to make all things new. So today, if you would just hold your elements, we 're going to sing uh, if if the worship team would come on forward. We're going to sing and celebrate with one more song, and then we're going to take communion together. But in the church of the Nazarene, we practice open communion, which, which all that means is that you don't have to be a member of our church to partake in communion. You don't, you don't have to be a Nazarene or consider yourself Nazarene. To take communion today, you are just saying that I believe that this really is the Savior of the world, that Christ, whose blood this is, and whose broken body this is, this really is the one who came to save and redeem and make all things new. So today, I hope that we're encouraged that death does not have the final word, that death has been defeated, and that the King is alive. So today, as we sing together, I hope that you could ask that the Lord search your heart and see if there's anything that God needs to work into about before we take communion together. So as we sing, would you ask that the Spirit would search your heart? Let's sing together. One more time, sing glory to His name. Amen. We're going to take communion in just one more minute. But I can help. It's Easter Sunday. Today is the day of salvation. If you have never experienced the, salve- the sanctifying and saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, today is the day. For we are not promised tomorrow. So I invite you today, if you've never prayed and and asked Jesus into your heart, today is the day. All you have to do is confess that He is Lord, that you are in desperate need of Him. Confess your sin and say, Lord, no more. You are King and Ruler of all. And many of us who have been believers for a long time, we need to hear those words today too. That his grace is still sufficient for you. It hasn't run out and it's never going to. There is enough and there's always more. And that's not an excuse, but that is a blessing. That God has plenty for us. So would you pray with me this morning? Father, we are so grateful today for your broken body and your shed blood that we are about to partake of. Father, we ask now that if anyone here has not accepted you, Lord, that today is the day of salvation. Father, that they would proclaim their need for you and recognize that, that you need to be Lord of their life and that's what they desire today, Lord. May today be that day. And for those that have walked with you for a long time and just need an extra dose of your grace and your mercy today, would you also be present with them? We thank you, Jesus, for the blood of God, that we are new creations in you. So now, God, would you bless these elements. May they be a meal for us today. It's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. I know it's a little tough to do this standing, so if you want to, you can be seated. But if you've never used these packets before, the top film will release the wafer and the bottom film will release the juice. But this morning, we're reminded that Jesus was coming into town because of Passover. That's why he was coming into Jerusalem, and that's how it fulfilled the prophecy. But the Passover was this feast, and on the very night that he was betrayed was the night to get together and have the meal. And as he met with the disciples in that room... He did what they had done their entire lives and walked through the Passover. And on that night, he took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. And then they would have taken their cups and they would have filled them several times, but at the end of the meal, they would have drank from one cup and at the end of the meal Jesus took the cup and he held it up and he blessed it and he said this is the blood of the new covenant that was shed for you take and drink in remembrance of me church today death is not the end Death has no hold on you. Death has no hold on me. And our society needs to know about it. It's my prayer today that we would run out of here like Forrest Gump. And we would just keep running and running. And we would just keep telling and telling. Because the tomb is still empty. And he's never going back. Aren't you thankful you came to church today? so grateful for the blood that has been applied for me and for you and for everyone that is yet to hear of the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. So today as we leave, I invite you to stand and receive a blessing. Yes. I don't want to stop anybody. Let's everyone stand. <clears throat> and may we go from this place today, a people of resurrection, a people that realize that death is not the end, but even death has been made new by God, and that we have life, and life everything. Amen. Go in his grace and peace today. Go, buddy, go spend some time with family or friends. Enjoy a beautiful day that the Lord has made.